attention to the book of uh, Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter 41, Genesis chapter 41, and we're going to read from the eighth verse of Genesis chapter 41. I want to thank God for the beautiful achievements of ready now that are taking place. God is blessing every week with, with new blessings and new favor and new anointing in ready now. And uh, we thank God for that. Uh, he's opening doors and uh, we're walking through them in Jesus' name as he opens them. And we thank God. And I want us to continue to pray that every obstacle that may rise, we're just going to pray it down and walk over it in the name of Jesus. And uh, we thank the Lord uh, for that. Um, I also want to announce that tonight at 6 o'clock, we're going to be uh, holding uh, service, not here, but we'll be at Grace Point Church. It's going to be a wonderful night in a service uh, that is put on by Christians United for Israel. We're going to be hearing from uh, people who are uh, very involved in the matter of, of uh, protecting Israel and, and promoting Israel. This, of course, is this uh, amazing people that the Old Testament revolves around, the blessed children of Abraham. And because of what God did in their life, we have access to the blessings of Abraham. Amen. And so, so we thank the Lord for that. But tonight, Christians United for Israel will be conducting a great service at Grace Point Church, Pastor David Bryan. And uh, we're going to be joining them at 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, we'd love for you to be there. God will certainly bless. You'll be hearing from uh, people who once were uh, of the Islamic faith but are now Christians in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank the Lord for that. You'll be hearing from national security uh, officers from Israeli uh, national security. So it's going to be a blessed time in the Lord. Uh, but we look forward to that uh, tonight at Grace Point Church, Christians United for Israel. There will be no service here. We'll be holding our service there. From Genesis chapter 41, verse 8, the scripture says, And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled. His meaning Pharaoh. His spirit was troubled. And he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me in ward and the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night. I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was there with us a young man, an Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him and he interpreted to us our dreams. To each man according to his dream he did interpret. And it came to pass as he interpreted to us, so it was. Me he restored unto mine office and him he hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. And they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself and changed his raiment. Notice that. He changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream. And there is none that can interpret it. 
And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, It is not in me God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. I want to preach to you for just a few moments. And I want to center in on that statement. He changed his raiment. I'd like to preach to you on this message. A new garment for a new season. A new garment. Hallelujah. For a new season. Could we just lift our hands and our voice unto the Lord and give him praise today? Lord, we love you and we thank you for your goodness and for your grace. We thank you for the power of your word. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would move in this house. I pray that the word would have free course. I pray you will remove every obstacle the enemy would want to place in front of your word. And let your word find good ground. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In which to be planted and to grow. We love you for it. We give you praise for it today. In the name of the Lord Jesus we pray. And everybody said in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. In the 18th chapter of the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah describes a, a scene that he observed that, that ultimately helped him to understand some things about God perhaps a little more clearly. He learned that by traveling down to what he called the, the potter's house, the work and the way of the potter. And he said, when I went down to the potter's house, I, I looked at the work that the potter wrought upon the wheel. And he said, as he wrought this work upon the wheel, I, I, just, I just paid attention. And he was, he, was very, he was very skilled in this craft. Jeremiah observed how that he would work with the clay until, until there were times where the clay was actually marred in the hands of the potter. And when the clay was marred in the hands of the potter, the potter did not get mad or give up. He didn't take the clay and throw it out the window. But he said that the potter started over. And he made another vessel, a new vessel from the clay. This is something that we must understand about the Lord. The Lord is interesting in make, interested in making things new. When today, when we, when, we, when we speak about God, it's very important that we're clear in, in letting people understand that we're talking about a God who can make all things new. And it doesn't matter how, how bad the circumstances you face are, God can step into those circumstances and create something new out of what had been devastating. Out of what had been such a difficult set of circumstances, God can turn the whole thing around and make all things new. We have, we have saints of God here today that would love to tell you not to give up. Because they know what it's like to go through a trial and go through a tribulation in life and to, and to wonder what the end is going to be and, and maybe feel as if, as you're going through it, that, that, that it will, it, there's no way this could turn out right. But if you'll be faithful to God, I said if you'll be faithful to God, 
then you will learn in the end God, hallelujah, knows how to work it all out for the good. And you will, you will, you will look back over your life and think things over and truly say that you've been blessed and that you have a testimony. Hallelujah. It, it happens all the time. And, and the seasoned saints can tell you about it because they've been through it. They know what it's like to face doubt. They know what it's like to face fatigue. They know what it's like to have questions. But to place your trust in the Lord knowing that he will make all things new. Revelation 21 and 5, he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and these words are faithful. And I want somebody to know today that these words are true and these words are faithful. He will make all things new. He will make all things new. We're not encouraging you to put your faith in a God you can't trust. We're not encouraging you today to build your hope on something that will make your hope ashamed. This is a hope that maketh not ashamed. This is the hope of the believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is faithful. He is true. It shall come to pass. Oh, hallelujah, it shall come to pass. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and all things are become new. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. It's very important that we know both of those aspects are true old things pass away in Christ and all things become new in Christ this is what Jesus was talking about when he tried to tried to explain it using a garment Jesus actually used a garment to explain this principle he said no man no man takes an old garment and tries to sew a new piece onto that garment he said, if you got an old garment that's ratted, tattered, and torn, he said, let it go. Don't try to take new stuff and sew it into the old garment. I didn't used to understand that, but now I'm beginning to understand that a little bit better. Because when I was a young man, I looked at, 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 at you know, men of advanced age. And I thought, don't they know maybe that that's not, you know, in fashion anymore? But now that I'm a man of advancing age, it doesn't bother me what's in fashion quite like it used to. This is my favorite pair of pants. What are you talking about? It was cool 10 years ago and it's cool now. Just ask me, I'll tell you. I'm beginning to understand. I didn't used to understand it. I thought if it doesn't, if you know, if nobody else is wearing it, then don't wear it. You know, that's what I was thinking. But now it's like, I don't care who else is wearing it. It fits good. It feels good. I'm familiar with it. I know what it's capable of doing. I'm wearing this. And my girls say, but dad. And, and sometimes they prevail on me to do away with the old garment. And I'm saying, just patch it up. Just put new something on top of it and patch it up. Doesn't have to match it. Doesn't have to look right. Doesn't have to look nice. It feels good. 
it fits, it fits good. It fits the way I like it to fit. And so, so I couldn't understand it then, but I understand it now. We like to hold on to old stuff because we're familiar with the old garment. And so when God tries to do something new in our life, we start saying, okay, God, I'll let you do the new thing in my life, but I'm going to hold on to the old stuff. And then you go and give me the new stuff, and I'll just sew it into the old stuff. God said it doesn't work like that. You're going to end up ripping both of them because new fabric doesn't match old fabric. The old fabric is worn and torn and wearing out more and more by the day. But when God does something new, it is a new thing. And it's something new that you should embrace. It's something new that you should, that you should love. Something new that you should say, this is what God is doing in my life. And I step boldly into this new season. And these old garments are, are something that, that we, end up, we end up developing an attachment to. You know, one of the greatest garments of the, of the Old Testament the, uh, was, was, of course, that of, of the man Joseph. Joseph's garment was probably one of the most famous garments that the Bible records. His garment was, was a coat. It was a coat of many colors. And, and it was given to him by his father. Now, you have to understand who Joseph was. Joseph was the great-grandson of Abraham. And by being the great-grandson of Abraham, he, this meant that he was, he was a part of the, of the, of the patriarchy of Israel. And, and he, had this, he had this connection to, to this man of faith, Abraham. He was the grandson of Isaac, who was the son of promise. He was the son of Jacob whose name was changed to Israel. Joseph was in a line of succession that was of divine providence. And, and the scripture says that not only was he the great-grandson of Abraham but he and the son of Jacob who became Israel, but he was the firstborn son of, of Rachel. And by being the firstborn son of Rachel, this postured him. In the eyes of Jacob as being his most favored son. And, and, and the Bible says it. That he loved Joseph more than all of his sons. Because this was Rachel's firstborn. Rachel could not have children. And Rachel was the one that Jacob loved so much. Loved with all of his heart. And she was unable to have children. And the Bible says that she looked at Jacob and said. Give me children else I die. Give me children, else I die. And, and, and Jacob said, am I God that I'm able to just give you children? Do you, do you think I have that kind of power? It was a real source of contention between Jacob and Rachel. And, 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 and it was such a traumatic feeling that, they, that she would never bring forth children. And, and yet the Bible says that the Lord opened her womb. And she brought forth children. And the child that she brought forth was this young child named Joseph. And, 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 and you know, you got to understand, children are important to God. This is why I say, Tree of Life Church, we, we open our arms to all people regardless of age. Do you hear what I'm saying? This precious baby that we just dedicated unto the Lord, she's a baby right now, but God knows what he put inside of her. God's got a plan for her. And I'm going to go on and say that's why she had some health challenges so that later in life she could look back on and say, look what the Lord did for me. 
Hallelujah. I have a testimony that I can keep with me all the days of my life. I have something that I can walk with, something that the devil can't take from me. Hallelujah. I have a miracle report documented in my life. Oh, I feel like speaking life to somebody today. Don't resist when things get tough and things get traumatic. God is working things out now that will come to fruition later. You will understand it one day. And you may not understand it now, but you will understand it later. So praise God now, knowing that you'll understand it later. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Joseph was just a small child, but Jacob saw in him the hand and the favor of God. Hallelujah. And, and, and the Bible says that Jacob placed upon him a coat of many colors. Now that doesn't sound like much because we can go to Macy's and grab a coat of many colors. We can, we, can go to, we can go to Dillard's and grab us a coat of many colors and we think, well, great, he gave him a, a gift. That's awesome. But in those days, that was a major gift. Because this stuff wasn't mass produced. This stuff wasn't brought out of a warehouse. This stuff wasn't delivered out of a factory. This was a meticulous designed coat that he prepared for, for Joseph. He had, to, he had to dye each strip of leather with varying dyes. And those dyes were expensive. It was not easy to come by. You couldn't find them in a crayon box. You couldn't go to Sherwin-Williams and have them mix a little something no 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 this was a different day and this was a this was a coat that was laboriously and meticulously prepared for young Joseph and when Jacob finished this product he placed it upon his son and he was thankful to be able to do it and it was a symbol of the favor that he had for Joseph and when God gives you favor you better get ready because they're going to people hate you just because God loves you some people are going to envy the favor that God has put on your life. Now, you hear what I'm telling you now. If you look down the, oh, I, down the row and you see somebody that looks like they got more favor than you, don't get envious. Rejoice. If you, if you look down the aisle and you see somebody blessed and prospering and favoring and you're saying, well, why isn't that happening to me? Don't give in to that little carnal inclination. Now, this isn't in my notes. I'm going down a little rabbit trail. So y'all come on down with me down this little rabbit trail. We're going to circle back onto the main path here in a moment. But I feel like somebody's dealing with something. You're looking at somebody else getting promoted, somebody else getting blessed. You keep getting passed by and you wonder why there's no favor in your life. I don't know why there's no favor in your life. There is favor in the devil's blinding you from it but I don't know why things aren't happening the way you want them to happen but I do know how to correct it you start rejoicing with them that rejoice you start giving God praise for somebody else's blessing when you need a blessing and you feel like you didn't get the blessing they got the blessing don't get mad get glad and give God praise for their blessing and God will pour out a blessing on you that you won't have room enough to contain. Hallelujah. All right, now we're back on the path. 
Glory to God. They were envious. His brothers, Joseph's brothers, were envious of the favor that God had placed upon his life. And they, and they took it out on him. They conspired against him. They didn't like him. He told dreams. And in these dreams, he was always the star of the show. And he was, and he was describing that God gave him these dreams. And they were subservient. And he was exalted. And, and they, were, they not, didn't appeal to them. And they were envious of the favor that Joseph received from Jacob. And the Bible says that when he came to them from a, an assignment of his father, they conspired against him to slay him. They said, see, here comes this dreamer. Let us slay him and see what shall become of his dreams. They did not slay him. They took him, cast him into a pit, and they were going to sell him into slavery. But they had to have something to tell their father Jacob. So they took this garment, this beautiful favor, the symbol of God's favor, this beautiful garment that Jacob had placed upon Joseph and they ripped it and they killed a goat, painted the blood of the goat upon the garment, delivered it to Jacob, sold Joseph into Egypt, thought they would never see him again. Famous last words. We're done with him. See, you can't stop favor though. You can try to push, you can try to push, you can try to push favor out of your vision, but favor will, will flourish somewhere. And so, so, so they were pushing him out of their life thinking they had washed their hands of him, but favor is going to grow someplace. Favor is going to develop someplace. So when, so when people start pushing you out of their life because they're envious of your favor, don't get mad, don't get bitter, and don't hold it against them because you're going to flourish somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And they go back to Jacob with the garment. Now, Joseph, you, can you imagine the pain, the emotional trauma that must have brought to him? Not only was he shocked when they turned on him to the point of actually selling him for a measly 20 pieces of silver. And, and sold him off into slavery. And they go back with this garment that they've ripped and made it appear as though an evil beast, they said, had slain Joseph. And they come back to Jacob and they say, he is dead. Your son Joseph, our brother Joseph, he's dead. And they're holding the evidence. You know, sometimes the devil can, can try to accuse you and, and he does it with evidence. Be careful what evidence you allow him to bring into your life. Because he'll bring, he'll bring some convincing evidence that it's over, that the dream is over. It's pretty convincing. I mean, the garment is ripped. I remember that garment. He wore that garment everywhere. He never took that garment off. That garment was a beautiful garment. Jacob loved the garment and Joseph loved the garment. That's his garment, no question. And look, it's stained with blood. No question. The evidence is in. In fact, the Bible says Jacob's response was, without a doubt, Joseph is dead. Those were his words. Isn't it something how, how we have more faith in death than we do in life? Isn't it something that when things start going bad, we begin to think, without a doubt, this is as bad as it can get 
me tell you something, I don't care what evidence the devil brings against you, brings into your life to show you that the dream is dead, that the hope is dead, that the faith is dead, that life is dead, that, that hope for future generations is dead. Don't you believe it. I don't care if he's got a ripped garment. Don't believe it. I don't care if he's got blood on that garment. Don't you believe the lie. He is a liar. The devil is a liar. Let me, tell you, let me tell you what I wish I could go back in time and tell Jacob. Jacob, you don't have the, the, you don't have the mechanisms. This hasn't been invented yet, but you need, to, you need to test that blood. You need to test that blood and see what the DNA of that blood is. It, it, yes, it's blood, but it's not Joseph's blood. See, the enemy will bring evidence against you, and he'll have blood on it, but test that blood. Because that's not my blood. That's the blood of the Lamb. Oh, I know things are going bad. I know things are tough. I know the dream is in bondage, but the dream is not dead. I know the, de- the dream has been sold down the river, but the dream isn't dead. And I've got, I've got the blood of the lamb to prove it. Oh, hey, listen, if you've repented of your sins and been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the devil keeps bringing blood up, and, and you've got blood on your hands, and he tries to point out to you all the, all the stuff you've done that's got blood on it, you let him know, that's not my blood anymore. I've been washed. I've been justified. I've been cleansed. I've been sanctified. See, the devil tries to come into your life and take the garment of that season and remove it from you and rip it and paint it in blood and convince everybody you know that your life is over. Your life is not over. You're just transitioning into a different season. There's a new garment for your new season. I know you loved that coat of many colors. I know you relished the favor of your father. I know you appreciate the memories you have of being at home with your brothers. And I don't know why what happened happened, but I do know that when you enter a new season, you're going to have a new garment. And there's no sense in trying to hold on to the garment that has been stripped from you. garment was stripped from me they didn't have a right to take that garment from me that was my garment a garment of innocence a garment of favor a garment of goodness a garment that represented so much love and peace and goodness and the enemy or better yet your brother takes it from you what do you do you go with the flow you go with the flow of the Holy Ghost You let God lead you down this path wherever it's taking you. You don't have to understand. You just go with the flow. Say, Lord, here I am. I don't know where my new garment is going to come from, but you're going to get a new garment. There's going to be a new garment. And, And just like in Joseph's day, there was a new garment added to him. There'll be a new garment added to you. He was sold into a a house 
by, that was owned by the name by a man by the name of Potiphar. He was in Potiphar's house, and Potiphar placed his garment upon Joseph. It's a new season. It's a new garment. Things are looking good. Promotion, promotion, promotion. Everything Joseph touched turned to gold. Favor. You can't fight favor. Favor is going to flourish. Hallelujah. I mean, I might get kicked down, kicked out, kicked around, knocked down, pushed around, but favor is going to flourish. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Favor is going to blossom somewhere. Favor is going to blossom. And Joseph's life began to blossom again. Just because he was stripped of a beautiful season doesn't mean that he won't blossom in the next season. He starts blossoming in the next season. And Potiphar turns over the charge of all his household. Everything I've got, Joseph. I trust you. I believe in you. Here's my garment that I'm going to put on you. And Joseph began to operate in Potiphar's house. He was happy. This is better than dying alone in a pit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not quite free like I was, but you know what? This is better than just starving to death in a pit. This is better than my brothers killing me the way they were talking. I heard them talking. They were going to kill me. So I'll take this. And he said, I'll make the best out of a bad situation. You know, you need, to, you need to learn how to make the best out of a bad situation. You know, you know what God told you. This isn't the way it's going to end up. You know what God put in your spirit. This isn't the way it's going to end up. You just keep being faithful. Keep being faithful to God. Joseph was faithful in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar's wife began to develop feelings for Joseph. And she decided that she wanted to have a relationship with Joseph. And Joseph, brethren, listen, Joseph said, this ain't happening. He said, how can I do this great wickedness before my God? I can't do this. No, sir. No, ma'am. I can't do this. No, no. No, Potiphar's wife was making an advance. And Joseph said, no, I've got to, I cannot do this wickedness before my God. Now, listen, he didn't even have ten commandments that said, thou shalt not commit adultery. But something in his spirit said, this is wrong. His conscience said, this is wrong. You need to run from those situations. You need to flee those situations. And Joseph fled. The Bible said she, she vexed him and she made advances and he fled. And the scripture said that when he fled, she grabbed his garment. Wait a minute. This is my new garment. Things are going good. What are you doing? And he was like, I'm not going back to get it. She can have it. But she had evidence that Joseph was in the room. She had evidence. This was corrobor corrobor corroboration of evidence. She brings it out and says, yes, something happened, and here's the proof. Everybody looked at that garment and they're like, oh, that's Joseph's garment. It's his garment. This is him. There's no question. Without a doubt. He's guilty. Joseph said, I, 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 y'all need to understand, I didn't do it. Doesn't matter. You're going to prison. 
I'm serious. I didn't. I, I had nothing to do. No, you're going to prison. And they put him in prison for two years. He was stripped of another garment. He was stripped of another season. And now he's entering into prison. Folks, things got bad. They went from bad to worse. That's how some people feel in life. Just when things are going good, another garment is stripped from them. Don't get discouraged when the garment you thought was going to be your garment of promotion. Don't get discouraged when that garment is also taken from you. And you begin to believe the garment of favor was lost. Now the garment of promotion is lost. Now the garment of new beginnings and new life and new hope is lost. And one garment after another was removed from Joseph until finally Joseph, Joseph was in prison. And, and the Bible says that he, he remained faithful unto the Lord in prison. You need to remain faithful to God regardless of what it is you're facing. If you're sold into slavery, be faithful to God. If you're falsely accused, be faithful to God. If your brothers betray you, be faithful to God. If you're placed in prison, be faithful to God. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face. And Joseph is inside this prison and he has to trust the Lord. Here come the butler and baker. They each have a dream. Joseph has gone from a dreamer of dreams to an interpreter of dreams. That's what your trials will do to you. They'll take you from just having great ideas to beginning to hone them and understand what they mean. You will know the voice of God once you go through some things. Joseph now was an interpreter of dreams. And the Bible says that he interpreted the dream of the butler. And he interpreted the dream of the baker. The baker's dream meant that the baker was going to die in, in, in three days. And, and the butler's dream was that he was going to be exalted in three days. And it happened just exactly the way Joseph interpreted it. The baker and the butler were both were both sent out of the prison and the butler was exalted and the baker was 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 killed and joseph looked at the the butler and said listen remember me he said i i, I remember i'm the guy that interpreted your dream remember i'm the one that told you this was going to happen i gave you hope when you had no hope that's what he did in his season he gave hope to others when he's down and out he's giving hope to others but the butler forgot him. And for two years, Joseph languished in that prison, forgotten, abandoned, unneeded, unnecessary in the grand scheme of things. And there Joseph languishes in that prison until one day Pharaoh has a dream. Folks, you got to wait on the Lord. Don't get bitter in your bondage. Don't get bitter in your bondage. You've got to wait on the Lord. Because in his perfect timing, he's going to turn everything around and make all things new in your life. And Joseph lay there waiting for two years for something to happen, anything to happen. He's, he's waiting for, for some development. And nothing happens until one day Pharaoh has a dream. And nobody can interpret it. The astrologers couldn't interpret it. The magicians couldn't interpret it. The soothsayers couldn't interpret it. And Pharaoh said is there anybody here who can interpret my dream and the butler said oh wait about time you remembered something wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute there's a guy in 
prison who told me about my dream. And I believe that he can interpret your dream, Pharaoh. And so, so Pharaoh said, well, bring him out. And they went down and let Joseph know. Joseph, Pharaoh has need of you. And here Joseph is languishing in that prison. His coat of many colors, that's a far bygone memory. His, his, his garment in Potiphar's house, that was stripped from him and used against him. Now he's in prison clothes. This is his season now, prison clothes. But somebody cracked open the door and said, Pharaoh has need of you. Somebody said, there's a new season waiting on you. Somebody said, you're about to walk out of this prison and into Pharaoh's court. And Joseph said, oh, did you say a new season? Well, if there's a new season, I need a new garment. And the Bible said he changed his raiment. Hallelujah. And walked out of that prison. You see, some of you, listen, God has a new season for you. God is trying to open up a new opportunity for you. But you're holding on to old garments that you wish you still had. You're still upset that your brothers took the coat of many colors. You're still upset that Potiphar's wife took the garment that you wore in Potiphar's house. You're still languishing in that prison complaining that nobody remembered you and nobody brought you up to Pharaoh and nobody passed on your name as a recommendation. But you need to be, you need to be be careful because if you wallow in that misery you'll miss the open door come on the door opened and Joseph said all right it's time for me to get up out of this prison and I'm going to change my raiment because I will not walk into my new season dragging an old garment behind me Oh, hallelujah. I will not walk into my new season complaining and bitter and frustrated and resentful. I'm going to walk into my new season with a new garment. I'm going to Pharaoh's house and I refuse. I refuse to bring an old garment into my new season. He walked into Pharaoh's court with a change of raiment. And Pharaoh said, they tell me you can interpret dreams. And Joseph had the right perspective. He said, no, I can't, but God can. <laughs> they, said, they said, you're amazing. I'm not amazing, but he is wonderful. They said, you, you, they said you, can, you can break any code, that you can think through any, any kind of a complex comprehension. He said, not me, but he. Not me, but he. He's worthy. He's wonderful. He's majestic. He's magnificent. And Joseph said, God shall give you an answer of peace. And when Pharaoh laid out his dream, Joseph said, oh yeah, that's easy. This is that, and that is this, and this is that, and that is this. this is what we need to do, and we're going to be able to feed the whole world. That's what God will do. In your new season, he will give you the words you need to speak. He will put the wisdom you need in your mind. He will give you understanding you didn't know you had. He will give you knowledge you didn't know you needed. Hallelujah. Do you know what God used to tell the old prophets? He told the old prophets, he would tell the prophets, he said, just open up your mouth and I'll put my word in your mouth. He didn't even say, I'll put my word in your mind. He said, I'll put my word in your mouth. 
I think he bypassed their mind because if they had time to think about it, they probably wouldn't say things like, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and he shall be called God with us. See, some of you are trying to figure it all out, and God's not going to put it in your mind. He's going to put it in your mouth. Let me tell you about your new season. The word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. No, the figures don't add up. No, the numbers don't crunch right. No, it's not going to work out. The plan is leave Egypt, come to the Red Sea, and not know what to do next. That's the plan. And that messes with your carnal mind because you're a little bit of a control freak. You can't control God. He's God and you're not. He's the miracle worker and you're not. He's the way maker and you're not. And you're either going to learn to trust him or you're going to fail in life and in eternity. You've got to trust God. I probably didn't have to preach a long sermon. I could have just summed it up like this. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Hallelujah. Hannah said, God, give me a baby and I'll put him in your temple all the days of his life. God honored her prayer. He gave her a baby. She put him in the temple of the Lord. But every year, she brought a new coat. January 1, here you go, baby. She probably put mittens in there and stocking cap and earmuffs and face mask and snow boots and Snow pants, skis. It's cold out there. She's anything like our mothers. That's what she did. She just, he looked like the abominable snowman walking around the temple of the Lord in case he might catch a cold. Every year, she made a new coat for him. Can I tell you, that's what God has for you. And you're holding on to old stuff that fits good, you think. And you like it because it reminds you of whatever it reminds you of. You're holding on to old memories you need to let go of. And old hurt you you need to let go of. And old bitterness you need to let go of. And old styles and old fashion. It's out of style in your new season. said it is out of style in your new season you know what's in style in your new season faith hope love power peace prayer worship <laughs> hey look around you everybody's wearing it faith hope love power prayer worship let it go let it go throw it in the trash and let God give you a new garment for a new season you're holding on to old doubt because your brain has memorized how to doubt God you're, you're holding on to offense because your brain has memorized how to get your feelings hurt you're holding on to grudges because your brain has memorized how to hold things against people. 
That is so, that is so yesterday. That, that, is, that is so, man, you got to, you've got to come into, not even 2018, you've got to come into, into eternity here and sit together in heavenly places. You're walking, you're walking around heavenly places with bell bottoms. You got, you got to get a new garment. This, this is a new season. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? You're still wallowing in what made you so mad whenever about whatever. And we're over here shouting and rejoicing and giving God praise. And there's some people shouting and rejoicing that were hurt way worse than you ever were hurt. But they... But they took off the old robe and put on the new. I'll tell you the best thing I ever did do. I took off the old robe. Woo, and put on the new. Hallelujah. Joseph did not walk in to his new season with prison garments on. If you want me to walk into this season, I'm not walking into this season like a prisoner. I'm changing my raiment before I walk out these doors. I will not walk into this new season looking like the victim my last season made out of me. I am not a victim. I am a victor in Jesus Christ. <laughs> but don't you know what they said about you that's the last season but don't you know what everybody's saying about you that's last season everybody back home thinks you did that was last season this is my new season this is my new garment this is my new raiment hey for those of you who don't like to change your wardrobe you know every it gets exhausting Changing your wardrobe every April, July, October, January. For those of you who like all seasonal stuff, there is a garment you can wear in every season. Some of you are wearing it right now. spirit of heaviness off of you and I'll give you a garment of praise I'll give you a garment of praise I'll give you a garment of praise and I'll wear my praise through my prison I'll wear my praise through false allegation I'll wear my praise through abandonment and betrayal and brokenness and bitterness this garment of praise never goes out of style Ah, 
somebody, put on the garment of praise right now. Put on the garment of praise right now. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless his name. Come on, there's a breakthrough happening right now. There's a breakthrough happening right now. There's a breakthrough happening in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Let Jesus do what Jesus is trying to do. Let God have his way in your heart right now. Hallelujah. Joseph, don't lose your praise. Don't lose your praise. You want to know why? Because the end of this story, the Bible says that Pharaoh took Joseph and said, I'm going to make you the governor over my kingdom. He says, somebody bring me a vesture of fine linen. Hallelujah. A vesture of fine linen. And he put a vesture of fine linen over Joseph. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what garment you're wearing right now. I don't know if you got on a coat of many colors and it's about to be ripped and stripped. I don't know if you're wearing the garment at Potiphar's house. I don't know if you're wearing prison clothes. I don't know if you've got a change of garments that you're just trying to enter into a new season with. But if you wear the garment of praise through the pit and the palace, hallelujah, and the prison... God will clothe you in white, wash you in the blood of the Lamb, and you will sing a new song. You will sing a new song. You will sing a new song. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want everybody that knows what it's like to have the garment stripped off your back. I want everybody that knows what it's like to lose what was once precious to you. And you can feel, hallelujah, in this house that God is beckoning you 
and calling you out of your prison into a new season. It's time to change your raiment. It's time to change your garment and walk into that new season boldly, boldly enter into his gates with thanksgiving enter into his courts with praise I said enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name sing unto the Lord a new song make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye land Come on, I want somebody to step out of their seat and step into a new season. Come on, these altars are open. I want you to step out of your seat and into a new season right now. Come down dancing. Come down shouting. Come down rejoicing in the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Come on, it's it's time for a new season. Hallelujah. Come on, step out of that season of sadness into a season of joy. Step out of that season of grief and into a season of hope. Come on, that's it. Come on, child of God. Come on, child of God. It's a new season. It's a new season. God has new purpose. God has new purpose. You are the undefeated one, my life and my salvation. When the wicked, my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and Let me tell you something. We're getting ready to shout. We're getting ready to shout. We're going to do like Miriam did when she came across the Red Sea and she saw that the enemy was drowned in the sea and she knew the whole time what God was doing. When they stood on the other side of the Red Sea, she thought God had forgotten about her. But when they came through on dry ground and the enemy was cast into the sea, she realized God was always in control and that he had never forgotten and he had never abandoned. He always had them in the palm of his hand. That's what you're getting ready to find out. I want you to shout before you pass through the Red Sea. I want you to, I don't want you to wait till the battle's over. 